Hi everyone, and um, today I wanted to share one of my favorite instructional design models. In fact, it's so much my favorite that this bad boy is hanging up in my living room above my couch. Um, this is the Dick and Carry method, and this is where I start my, um, my graduate students. Just throw them right in, first class, because it sort of outlines what instructional design is all about. Nice little compartmentalized pieces that make it really easy to teach. So, I figure it's a great introduction to those who may not really know all the different steps of instructional design. So, the first part of the Dick and Carry method is um, determining your instructional goals. Like, what is the purpose of the instruction that you're producing? Um, that usually involves a pretty gnarly needs analysis, or a pretty mild one, just making sure that you have a realistic and meaningful goal for the actual project. Um, then there's these two, and they're split like that because they can kind of go side by side. Um, the one on top is the um, task analysis or the instructional analysis. It's where you break down your goal into all the different steps. If I'm going to teach you golf, you need to learn all these different skills. Here are the different steps and the skills you need for those steps. Um, usually a, a fun process, especially for those who are real detail-oriented. And then the, the one on the bottom is usually the um, learner analysis and the um, context analysis. And that's learning about your learners and where they're going to be uh, performing and learning. So you have where they're going to be performing and then where they're going to be learning. So sometimes you're teaching something in a classroom and they're going to be performing on the factory floor. And sometimes you're going to be producing something that they're going to have to consume on the factory floor and then do on the factory floor. And that, that really does impact some of your choices. Uh, the next one is the uh, performance objectives. Uh, one of the banes of my teaching existence is teaching students how to write really good performance objectives. Uh, learners will be able to do... Well, sorry. Learners will be able to action verb something measurable with a measurement with these resources is essentially how that breaks down. And then the next one is um, your assessments. With your learning objectives, how are you going to see and measure whether you're actually meeting your objectives? And then the next one is instructional strategy. And that's what it comes back to your learner analysis and your uh, context analysis. If you have um, salespeople who are going to be consuming this in the car, video is probably not the best choice. If you're going to have factory workers on the machine, in the machine shop, audio is probably not the best choice. So it really comes down to that. And then you also have um, how are you going to move through getting their attention and sort of like supporting your learners through the process. Strategy is really interesting. I usually fall back on Gagne for that because he really breaks it down fun too. Um, next you have actually making your instructional materials. And um, that's another favorite part of mine. And then after you make your instructional materials, you have to actually give the instruction. And so as an instructional designer, you're not always the person doing that. So that's oftentimes just supporting your, instructor, your instructors. And then um, in the end, the one right down there, sort of off to the side, is the often forgotten summative assessment, which is where you look at the outcome of the training and determine whether your original instructional goals have been met. Um, now some of you may have noticed that I forgot the one up top 
And uh, that bad boy is probably the reason that the Dick and Carrie method is so misunderstood. And that's revise. Revise, revise, revise. And it has these little dashed lines that go everywhere else. So, essentially, that's a really bad placement for that. It should be a blinking neon background that's seizure-inducing because you really should not forget revise. After every single step of the instructional design process, you should be looking at all of the other things you've done and revising where needed. So, for example, um, when you're looking at your strategy, you may determine that you need to re rewrite some of your performance objectives to better match the strategy you're using. Um, when you're doing your, when you're writing your materials, you may determine that you forgot a step in your task analysis. So really revising as you move. And um, sometimes you discover things all the way back, especially when you actually do a live test of your instruction. Uh, you may discover that your learner analysis was way off base, and you have to go right back to the drawing board and, and do a little tweak. So there it is. The essence of uh, the Dick and Carry model in, oh, not much time at all. Usually I spend eight weeks on this, but you get it in a much condensed, more condensed version. But it's a, uh, it's a fun model and it's one of my favorites. I love it, especially for teaching, because it does really break down the individual components so well. Anyway, that's for today. Um, if you have any more ideas on instructional design topics, Keep them coming. I'm writing them all down and I'm going to get to all of them.